Hello and welcome to the first episode of What's Your Anchor? Our first guest is Amy Vraker and she is a goose. Uh, she is the daughter and sibling of reality TV stars Katie Shuttleworth and Michael Vraker who appeared on A Place in the Sun recently. Um, but in her own right, Amy is many things. She's an artist, a theatre maker, a blogger, a mother, a wife. Uh, it's starting to sound like she's dead now. Uh, she's not dead, she's very much alive and it was great speaking with her. Uh, Amy has a new show coming out called Glowing, a theatre show, um, which I forgot to plug in the episode. But yes, you can get tickets for that on Contact Theatre's website. Uh, so the episode itself, uh, Amy's chosen activity or anchor, if you will, was having a candlelit bath with biscuits. Sounds great. I know a lot of us probably do that. So naturally, given the premise of the podcast, I had to join her in this bath. Uh, we were clothed in swimwear during the episode, if that puts any minds at ease uh, but yeah given it's in a bathroom I hope you will forgive the bathy acoustics um, it won't be like that of uh, every episode obviously um, so yes I'd recommend getting yourselves in a lovely bath and listening to the podcast um, like I said in the other episode you can also follow me on the socials uh, at what's your anchor pod on Instagram and email at what's your anchor pod at gmail.com Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, it's a very interesting one. We get into some uh, pretty interesting waters in the podcast, pardon the pun. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we talk about therapy, being a mother. Um, that's mainly her that talks about that, given I'm not a mother. Um, I'm not even a father, unless you count the sausage dog that um, I have. So yeah, it's, 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 it was a really nice episode to record. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Yeah, well, I'll move my coffee to the tap end then. Actually, you put it there, you're on that side. Oh, we're on the wrong bloody side. Bloody hell. Right, you could... right. So we're both right. Let's see if this bath falls through. What? The the fall through? Because there's two of us in it. It's quite... <laughs> that doesn't mean the floor's compromised. Well, it's an old house. We've just moved in. Oh, it's nice. Is it good? You might need to put a bit of more hot water in it <laughs> in a bit, depending on how long we chat for. Oh, fuck. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Why do we do these things? What the actual fuck? Jesus uh, Christ. Got in the pockets of it. Let's check them. Good. <laughs> and I'm in. Good. Right. Right. Lovely. Oh, that's my And I want to eat biscuits. Well, you went to pinch one end, and then yeah. So only one bit's soggy. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, hello. Hi. Um, and welcome, Amy Breaker, to uh, What's Your Anchor? Um, so, Amy, what was your anchor? What, uh, what is even your anchor? Uh, having a bath. Having a nice, relaxing bath. Yeah. And um, it really Here we are, in, the <laughs> in your bath. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I think of, like, oh, I'm stressed... Mm. having a nice relaxing bath I usually think like you know evening time candles by myself yeah not 10am with a man in it no yeah it. not not 10am <laughs> in my swimming costume <laughs> <laughs> with you sat asking yeah. me questions about how unstressed I feel yeah 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 so well we don't have to talk about how unstressed you are now in this sort of quiet intimate setting but I guess it's like how it makes you feel generally and why that is your go-to. 
because I've got to say it is one of my go-tos this as well mm. a candle bath um, because for me uh, <laughs> certainly in the past um, and I'm not sure if this is the same thing for you but I used to like enjoy having my ears under the water mm-hmm. because it would just it feels a bit quieter and it muffles everything muffles everything um, yeah and yeah so you can just close your eyes have your ears under the water mm-hmm. sometimes your whole head Sometimes. <laughs> um, I if it's a hair wash bath though. Yes. Well, actually, yeah, we've got very different worries with that because you've got a whole mission um, mm-hmm. what with your long hair. Yeah. Uh, whereas for me, I can sort of just shake off like a dog and I'm fine. Yeah, so. if I get my hair wet, it has to get washed. So mm-hmm. it depends if it's a hair wash bath. And, and I'm not that much of a fan of washing my hair in the bath anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the feeling of having my ears underwater. I do agree with you. I think what it is, is that you can make it feel like you're somewhere completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. You feel like completely not... You don't feel like... I'm at home like so if you just lie on the sofa that's fine I do that a lot too Um, (laughs) (laughs) but something with a bath feels special it's like a treat and you can make it feel almost like you're at a spa yeah and everyone kind of knows everyone else in the house knows that if you're in the bath not don't bother you don't mess with you yeah Yeah, do you know what I mean it's like a, a, a thing where it's like right like Amy or mum is having a nice relaxing bath we got to leave her alone. Mm. Unless yeah. you're, you're a baby and you cry and you don't know Yes, because you is. have yeah. got a child, haven't you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how, how do you find that then? How do you find your ability to sort of take time for your own mental health with a very young child, whilst also you and Steve, your husband, work? Like, yeah, it's... How's that going? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm in the bath at 10 um, It is really, really hard. I think... So there was there was a long, long time. So Bobby's like 20 months old now. But there was a long time after he was born where I didn't have a full bath, like without being disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really shit because like I say, it's my thing. It's like a sanctuary thing. But now he goes to bed most of the time in the evenings and stays asleep for most of the time do you know what right. I mean so I can okay. like have an evening bath and have that time now to like if I'm, if I'm not at work which I try and like put clear boundaries in place with work as well so to make sure I do take time yeah to relax yeah. and have like that time to myself otherwise I just fucking lose the plot um, <laughs> is that well is that something you've always like been able to do and good at, good at sort of a allocating that time or do you think like when it first happened there was a point when you went okay I'm not like considering my own mental health here I need to like change something there was definitely a point I think that it happens loads especially when you freelance and it's so easy to slip back into like just before we got in the bath (laughs) best sentence ever I told you about an email I got about a job which would mean that I'd end up working like day and night day and night blah 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 and regardless of like the actual logistics of that with a child which would be impossible like I'm at the point now where I'm much better at going right I just can't do that job then yeah whereas I think when I started going back to work after having Bobby I didn't I felt like this pressure to still do everything and like to still like say yes to all these opportunities and try and keep up and you know is that to like prove that you can still do it with a 
baby basically yeah I think it's to be like yeah yeah I'm still great like look I'm still doing all this work I'm mm-hmm. still doing this thing I'm still like a career person um, and then I think I started going back to work when he was like six months old I only work part time so that's fine but I realised that I was just taking on more and more work which meant it wasn't really part time it was almost full time but he was only at nursery part time do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah, then yeah. it was like and it all kind of built up to a point where <laughs> I had... <laughs> sorry, I'm drinking tea and eating biscuits as well, that's my um, It built up to a point where I was just, like, not coping at all, like, with Bobby or with work, like, both things felt impossible. Yeah. And then I realised, like, well, I actually can't do it all. I hate... I think... I hate the idea of, like oh, women, you can have it all. Mm. Like, I think that the meaning of that isn't the right meaning, if you know what I mean. So when, when like, Cosmopolitan says that, it means, like, you can work and have a baby and a great sex life and all of this stuff. Whereas actually what I think I want is to be able to work and have a baby and a great sex life, but not, like, I don't... I think it's about also valuing your well-being and your health, and I'm not actually bothered about like climbing any ladders to anywhere right now like I'm Mm. quite happy to be like a good mum and doing work that I enjoy yeah with like boundaries in place yeah like I'm not like oh you know it doesn't have to be like big promotions and all of that shit yeah that's and which should be like that should be so so much like the expected not the norm um Whereas I think, like, those things you're talking about put on a lot of pressure on, like, you needing to sort of, by feeling like like you're a, a mum doing well, you've got to, like, basically do something that most people don't have to ever do, which is, like, so many things. Have this, like, career that's just rocketing and you're putting everything into it. Having these, like, sort of um, cliché relationships goals happening at that same time yeah. whilst also being an amazing mum with a perfect baby I guess and uh, you're never the one that's like in the cafe with the baby like absolutely going nuts and you're just like um, losing it and you're tired and you yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. um, like that's never the image that they sort of present as being you're doing well you're doing okay but that I, th- I feel happens to everyone oh um, totally like it's, it's unsustainable to to keep up all of those things and but the pressure is massive and I know so many people with kids that feel this pressure to keep being it it almost feels like oh my god am I still allowed to be a feminist if I actually just want to look after my baby (laughs) but like I'm not kind of consistently have to be like boss bitch do you know what I mean like sometimes I do cry in cafes and Mm. and like some days yeah well exactly and some days I feel like oh my god like it's really difficult and I want to look after myself I want Mm. to look after myself above anything else I know what a fucking (laughs) lazy bitch but it's true and for some reason like that seems like a radical thing like people say to me that work with me like oh my god you really like set boundaries and stick to them I'm like yeah because I otherwise I'm ill I also because I have like a chronic illness as well yeah means that I have to put the I do actually get 
really ill if I overdo it. Yeah, I think obviously because we've known each other a long time, like I think that that is something that you've really like honed in on is like being able to do that to a really healthy level. You've set these boundaries and they're basically like you've learned what your limits are and you know what you want to do, you prioritise stuff. Yeah, which is... Yeah, I think that that's it. It's a, it's a management thing, yeah. isn't it? So it's like, I have to do these things so that I can stay well and be happy because, like, one thing I realised was, like, what is the point in wearing myself out if I'm not happy? Like, so what is the point in reaching, say, a career goal mm. if I'm not happy and healthy? Like, maybe I'll reach that career goal two years later but I'll be happy, <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, instead of reaching it tomorrow, and maybe I won't ever reach it, maybe my career will take a different path. It, like, I think it's, my friends gave me some really good advice actually when I was kind of going through a bit of an identity crisis with work and Bobby and everything about like, like letting go of the story you told yourself about yourself when you were 16. Yeah. It's like you have these things in your mind like, especially in the industry we're in, obviously I'm like a theatre maker and a comedian and a writer. And you're like, right, I need to be in TV by this time. Or like when we graduated from uni, we were like, we're gonna have an agent next year. Eight years later, here we are in the bath on a (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like there's all these ideas of success that you have that I think you just have to at one point, like let go of almost and mm. and just make sure that you're doing stuff that makes you happy otherwise what the fuck's the point yeah i think that's yeah that's a really good point and i think a lot of sort of like uh, negative feelings with mental health can come from pressure and these ideas that you've got of where you should be or where you need to be and how that can create like insecurities or anxiety or whatever but like you're now seeming pretty zen towards them do you think that's do you think that's like it do you think you're like not in terms of mental health like, so you think you're just, just fine now <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I mean like, like is that do, do, you, do you actually think that like day in day out you can hold that sort of thought process that's quite healthy or do you think that's going to creep back in every now and again to be like yeah but am I just giving myself an excuse or something like because that's what my brain can tell yeah. me if I'm like oh, I'm taking a rest day because I feel bad with my mental health uh, but in my head, then I'll be like, um, my brain will just be like, no, you're just fucking lazy and you don't know what hard work is and you can't fucking do anything. So you're just giving yourself an excuse like, yes. yeah, good luck doing this. Yeah, well done, take a rest day. But actually, you're just never going to be successful. You're never going to be good at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on and on and on. And then I put my head under the wall the next one. No. Um, oh, sorry, that was a bath toy. It just fell in. No, don't worry. Um, I think... Uh, it's really funny because well not funny <laughs> it's not funny because it's so complex isn't it these things like yeah. I think since I kind of made the decision of like focusing on my happiness uh, which seems like such an obvious decision but yeah. it's a really hard one to make and not one that a lot of people do make or maybe think they're making when they're not mm. you know what I mean like you think that it's going to make you happy when you work in TV but actually that, you know what I mean like that might not be the case anyway yeah. I think I think career wise like now when I like get offered things or think about things what I do is like really try and think about what it's offering me like is it well paid yeah is it uh, or is it like progressing me in a direction I want to go in or is it uh, like something I just love doing yeah. and if it's not like 
at least two of those three things, then I just don't do it. Yeah. And I think, but then it's hard as well at the minute because I feel like I'm going through a thing where I'm like, I don't really know what I want right now as well. Mm. So I'm going, so I'm just having to try and be like, oh, that sounds like I'd enjoy that. And it will, you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm just going to do it for now. Yeah. Um, which is quite hard when you freelance though because it's better to have a plan. <laughs> it's better <laughs> to be like, right, this is my plan. But I think I feel zen about that stuff. But in terms of like taking the day off, I still have those exact struggles that you do of mm. like, so I put boundaries in place, but I'm also like, so if Bobby's at nursery for the day, like today, um, and it's a work day for me, I feel like I have to work all yeah. day whilst he's there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, oh my God, I'm paying someone else to look after my child. Like, so I can't just work. sit yeah, in the yeah. bath all morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I need to make sure that I'm productive today and that, like, but, but then I think, like, my idea of productivity has also changed in that like I'm obsessed with lists right I love a list mm, you I love me getting lists. shit oh, yeah. the best feeling ever is ticking off a list do you ever just do shit yeah. me and Josh who's one of our friends obviously were talking recently about how we've got these lists but then if we're like have that worry of feeling unproductive we'll add stuff onto the list that we've done that day and so then we can tick it off I do that like, yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah. do that so much yeah. I feel like that that's all right, but sometimes it's good to be like, I try and take the whole day into consideration yeah, yeah, yeah. and be like, right, so I was up at 5am this morning with a toddler, like, if I get a couple of things done today, do you know what I mean, then that's mm. fine, like, before I used to be like, I have to be productive, I have to have, like, written the script by the end of the yeah. day, whereas now I, I'm a lot better at going, oh, you've, like, look what you've done, you wrote that bit, and you did that bit, and you actually thought about this a bit, mm. do you know what I mean, and, like, try to think at the end of the day, like, how much you've actually done, rather than just seeing it as, like, oh, you only wrote two words, it might be like, yeah, but you realised that you didn't want to write that anymore, and that's a big move forward, yeah. do you know what I mean, and no, that that's, kind that's, of stuff. That's, that's interesting because like um yeah i think uh yeah sometimes I, I will still make these lists um and it's not at the moment my list isn't like it has to be done today because it used to do like to do monday to do tuesday mm -hmm. sort of thing but now it's just to do and then like when i sit down and do work and look at that list and i'll sort of like select throughout it and i want to like check off a few of them and i'll um but then that doesn't allow for that that you just said where it's like uh, if I've only written two words or something, I'll be like, oh, like fuck's sake, this was just like, I hit a roadblock and I didn't manage to tick that off. I wanted to be able to tick that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that's, again, like that thing of pressure and it's good to be able to like, have a perspective on that that's like, actually that doesn't make me like lazy or anything. Like, cause it's not like I didn't, like, it's not like I just went and played uh, on PS4 or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, like that seems, um, yeah, it seems like you're doing really well, actually. Um, Not very good for the podcast. No, no, it? I was going to say, probably won't <laughs> release this episode. What I was, what, <laughs> what yeah. was going to say is that I, I understand like, and I realise how lucky, lucky I am work-wise to be able to go, I'm just going to do, mm -hmm. I'm just going to follow what I enjoy, like, but it has been really hard work to get to this point. Yeah. And 
and there's been a lot of times where I've made myself unwell or like you know what I mean like it's taken me a long time firstly to be able to do the job that I do which also at any point could just end because I could just like not get funding or not get commissioned or not have any work on Um, but then also like the the like realization of like why I want to do things and why I do the job and like prioritizing and stuff has taken me like what 10 years to get to this point it's not like I'm just like finished uni and gone yeah I think I'm just like happy <laughs> do you know what I mean? like and, yeah. and now I still get so anxious and so overwhelmed because I was going to say because that's like career stuff you've sort of really honed in on with your boundaries but I remember I was having a conversation recently where you were like oh I'm going through that wave again of overthinking and anxiety and and stuff and so for you that isn't to do with your career so like where would you say those waves come from do you even know like where they come from or I think it's right first of all like having a child a toddler is like the most intense thing in the world um (laughs) so like that is sometimes just really overwhelming and difficult and like some days are like just insane the recent hot weather was literally like being in hell yeah Um, it was 41 degrees wasn't it yeah and bobby was like sat on my face um (laughs) with his nappy on but um, (laughs) it was like yeah it was it was just too much uh, and some days i totally still get one and there's still things that like happen in my life that are stressful Mm. do you know what i mean like yeah, your car got nicked. Oh, yeah, my car got stolen. I mean, that's day. stressful. That is stressful. Someone broke that's in and mad. stole the that's car. Like a, that's like a yeah. BBC drama event. I know, like. I felt like I was in Coronation Street. Yeah. Um, yeah, so things still... I'm thinking about, like, work things as well that get stressful, like certain yeah. people you work with can sometimes make things... But, you know, things present themselves at work yeah. and at home that are stressful. Like, no one goes through life without those things. And obviously, I get overwhelmed, and that's when I have a bath or like I think I think I'm quite good at identifying like right I'm really stressed I need to do something about it like something needs to change or but things creep in so slowly again so you can think like oh I'm on top of everything I feel good like today I'm like I got loads of writing done this morning like um Bobby was up at five but he was being quite cute (laughs) it's fine he's at nursery that's nice and then, like, before you know it, like, slowly you start thinking, oh, maybe I could just do that job, actually. Maybe I could just take that on because I'm doing really well. Yeah, maybe yeah. I could do that. And then all of a sudden, you're back to square one and you're like, oh, no. Like, it's really hard to maintain well-being. I feel like it's, it's easy to go, like, oh, I'm stressed. How do I become unstressed? but staying unstressed or yeah. like staying mindful and like things that I used to do that I don't do anymore that I need to start doing is like exercise and um, yeah. meditation, which I used to do in lockdown, got in a really good thing of doing that. And then obviously I had a baby and it all went to shit. But mm. now that he's a bit older, I feel like, do you know what I mean? There's a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, you get back into those habits again. Yeah, it's so easy yeah. to let things slip. So mm. I think it's just about main like noticing when they do and being like right what is it that I can do to help myself yeah so that that noticing I assume like part of that's probably come from um like have you like have you you, like had any sort of like 
um, support for mental health in the past that sort of like maybe contribute towards your awareness or, or what like, how do you think if you have that how do you think that's sort of affected it in a way or, or was it just like did it not did it not help or what like, I had a CBT when I was pregnant over the phone because I had prenatal anxiety and depression um, which was really difficult but it so helped the therapy like really really helped just I think just saying it out loud to somebody and having it validated you know like I was just like I thought oh yeah everyone's a bit emotional when they're pregnant and then I started having like panic attacks and like Mm. I was just like an absolute I was just finding it so so difficult and I really wanted to be pregnant so it was a really weird thing to deal with when you're like I should just be really grateful I should just be really happy um, but apparently it's very common. Um, What's the cause for it? Do, do they know? Is it multiple? Well, I mean, it must be multiple things, but I like, think, what are they common? I think, like, part of it is, like, hormones and your body changing. Like, I felt sick as well, like, physically sick for the whole time. So part of it's that, like, I physically couldn't do a lot of the things that make me feel better. Mm. Um, and then hormonal, but it's also just like insanely overwhelming the thought of having a baby um so i think if you already struggle with anxiety like i did then being like right now i also have to manage a a child and do that and and all of that stuff um so i spoke to a doctor though because i was like yeah this isn't good um, yeah. I had like a really big pan- panic attack one night and my husband was like I think you need to talk to someone um, Yeah. so I did and yeah the doctors were so good and they kept ringing me to check that I was okay and then I had CBT like once a week was that part of the, were they like part of the pregnancy plan people as well was that just purely the mental health department so it was a mental health department but you got um, there was specific things that like there's, a, there's an app I can't silver cloud I think it's called that they like it's specifically for like prenatal and postnatal mm. mental health so it's from the day that you get pregnant until your child turns two I think you can access that right and then there's like specific things on there to help which really helped you could read like testimonies of other people you know mm. like people saying like I really struggled with this but then I started making sure that I had a bath once a week and that yeah. really helped. You know, things like that. Um, these, these toys are going to keep falling in the bath. I'm just gonna put it in. There you go. Um, and also just, yeah, the thing of like noticing triggers and noticing yeah, when that, you get well. I think that's what helped me with CBT. Like, I think for me personally, CBT had its usefulness, but then it reached a point where it couldn't help anymore because it's like they basically help you to spot things and stop certain cycles but that doesn't necessarily help with any existential or um just sort of like any sort of deeper i don't know insecurities or traumas or worries or whatever like Mm -hmm. i think they can like help to a degree which is what they said as well like they were they're aware of that um and so it like it it really did help like the first block of cbt i had before i was like referred to the more intense one was like the best one i ever had because it was like all of a sudden these new concepts coming to me where like these new ways of thinking um it was shoundly simple but sometimes it's literally just about like i remember they said put your thought the negative thought into like it was pretending like in a court and it's like think of the pro like the, the for and against arguments 
and that like really helps you to figure out like is this just me being anxious or whatever or is this like something genuine um so yeah i think that was yeah I one thing that. i was bad at which they taught me the word for is it was catastrophizing yes <laughs> you yes. know when it's like if and i'm like oh my god i've not done the washing today oh my god i've not done the washing well, how am i gonna do the washing when i have a baby i'm, never gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be such a terrible mom do you know what i mean yeah. and like CBT really helped me go like no obviously you've not done the washing today you've been busy you'll do it tomorrow that's fine yeah. <laughs> like like a normal yeah, yeah, yeah. normal person you know whatever would think um, and I do that that is I think one of my main things that I do I have like a slight doubt about something or a slight fear of something and I, I find it really difficult to stop my mind like going to the worst possible case yeah um, and I know you've got uh like we've both talked in the past about uh, sort of intrusive thoughts as well mm-hmm. um, and like yeah they sort of come in ebbs and flows as well sometimes where I'll just have so many of them and it'll all like some of them will genuinely make me feel so like sad um, <laughs> and then you have to remind yourself yeah, it's not real it's not real yeah, but it gives yeah, you that yeah. feeling of like gives you the adrenaline like that is happening or whatever yeah. um, like I literally had a vision never got a vision of intrusive thought the other day as I was leaving my apartment I was like did I lock it or I was like I'm not sure and then I've got like obviously like a little dog and I was like is he going to be okay what if it's not locked and then I come back and there's like a, a guy there who's bursting and he's got a knife and he just stabs the dog to death in front of me and then I'm like what would I do do I like try and tackle the guy do it like what will Hector be like is he going to live and then I was like thinking of watching Hector on the floor just dying and I was like, and I, all this stuff was in my head and it just kept like and I was like why am I fucking like thinking of this but in my head I was like, I'm, like it just seemed so like valid at the time or just get like oh my god what if the, what if the flat just blows up what if this happened what if this happened? and you make you so anxious um, yeah yeah, how are you? Uh, how are you in an ebb and flow? I think when you say now, like saying that, I haven't done that for quite a, a while. Like I used to, the worst time, like when you go to bed and you just start thinking, and you're like, God, what if Steve just gets terminally ill? Mm, and yeah. then, like before you know it, it's like forty minutes later, and I'm like working out where I'm going to live. Yeah, you have, to, you have to follow it because <laughs> that seems like a way of feeling better about it. If yeah, you follow the thought process through and think of a plan to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Which then just like, is yeah 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 have that all the time. But then yeah. but then I'm like wait a minute Amy I'm like he's I'm like trying yeah. <laughs> to sleep and I'm like wait he's not terminally ill like yeah, he's yeah. right next to you and he's absolutely fine yeah and if he was you deal with it when it happened like you don't yeah. need to spend that that's I think one thing as well that I've tried to start doing is going like worry literally has no point mm. so like. Even if I spend my nights kind of planning what I'm going to do if Steve's terminally ill, like that, that is wasting the time that he's not ter- terminally ill. Like, I can, I, can think yeah. of, I can think of how I'll handle it if yeah. it happens, but I don't need to spend like this time, like this good time worrying about Because yeah. that was another thing I used to do so much, which I think I do a lot less, is spend the good bits of life worrying, worrying about, about when it yeah. goes bad again. And yeah. and I, I actually voice messaged our good pal Wes mm. the other day saying, because he was talking about getting imposter syndrome and I was like, but he was talking about it in a work sense, which I think I get like. Yeah. But I get it sometimes in a life sense where I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Maybe like, checks into a relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do, do, like, 
do I, should I live in this house? You know, I yeah. mean, I don't know, like, because I've got quite a nice life. Uh, sometimes I think maybe I don't, I shouldn't have it. And like, I've done something like... Don't deserve it. Yeah, 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 I think. And that's, I mean, but then I say those things out loud and then I realise like, it's fine. But the, like... I think it's hard, like talking about mental health and well-being, obviously in general you can be like, yeah, I'm doing well with it, but I think any, anyone still has those like, like that was happened on Saturday and it's Monday now. Yeah. You know, when I got that thought of like, oh God, this is weird, because we were buying a new car and I was like, we're going to have like a family car, oh my God, like, yeah, and we just bought, yeah, we just <laughs> bought like a new house and I'm like, oh God, I... I don't know if it's a cl- like a class thing as well, but it, it feels very feels, adult as well, and like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, it feels very adult and, and very surreal. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, oh god, am I? Is this what I want? Mm. Like, yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah. also, I think. Oh yeah, about it feels adult and it feels. Oh, I've forgotten, I've lost my train well, of thought now. on the adult thing, I think that's, I don't know about you, but that's like, a, I mean, everything's a fucking source of anxiety for me at the moment, it seems, but that as well is a source of anxiety, because I used to think when I was a child, like, adults, like, knew everything, they sort of figured it out, and they're fine, they did not got issues. Yeah. Like, drama happens with, like, other people, especially, like, children or whatever, but, like, adults were always quite safe place for me um which obviously is a big privilege because that's not the case for some people but um growing up and i realized like oh do you know like so and so is an alcoholic and they tried to kill themselves and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah just my mom you know yeah yeah, literally Um, and then like i'm just like oh my god like they all have like these issues so and so got cheated on so and so like literally doesn't have a job and hasn't done for ages and she's in her 50s and she's got like debt, lo- lo- debt and issue yeah. Yeah, and all this stuff and we're, we're helping whatever and i'm like oh my god like people don't have it all figured out fuck like yeah when yeah, yeah. like surely there's supposed to be a point where we do yeah so realizing that's not going to happen for me um, when I was an adult, <laughs> it's like, because I used to, when I was younger, I used to always love pretending to be an adult, and I was like, yeah, I'll be an adult, I'll be, you know, I'll be like driving, I'll have a wife and kids or whatever, and yeah, like that, and it'll all be so, you know, uh, pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> Never use that word in a um, But it isn't like that at all, and everyone's fucked up. Uh, and I think, I think, like, it, it's true, and being a mum, Makes me even more like, oh, like, I'm supposed to be the one. Maybe. You're meant to be that safe place. Yeah. yeah. If I was Bobby right now, I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I think, I think that I think, God, like, I'm just supposed to know what to do. I yeah. think that's like one of the main things I felt like when I had a baby is like all of a sudden I'm just supposed to know what to do in situations and I just didn't. I don't, well, you know. I just don't think anyone really does though, but your right. mum acts like she does. Like yeah. everyone, nice. well, everyone, like our mums act like they know what they're doing all the time. <laughs> they do though, don't they? Yeah. Like everything they say is like, I know this is right. Yeah. And then, and like everything they do, they're like, this is what you need to do. And I was just like, fuck, I'm, I don't know. Because we, yeah, we both used our mums for similar things, like uh, 
where we'd like if we were having if shit was hitting a fan for us we would like ring them and they would like sort of have a perspective on it and they would tell us if it was fine or not yeah. and so like I remember like well we both had times when we've rung and gone oh my god this is happening and this is happening and like it's fine all you need to do is like you didn't really, really think about it in a year and all this and he's like alright oh, okay fine yeah it's hard to be I'm like when am I gonna become that person but then when I think about what I'm like around Bobby like I imagine that he thinks that I know what I'm doing like I thought my mum did you know yeah. what I mean like he just thinks that I am the be all and end all and that I have the answers yeah. and can provide everything he needs yeah because at least you're ahead of him like you <laughs> just <laughs> like you're sort of like marginally ahead of him in terms of his understanding of like you know what to do in adult situations like um so you can offer that it's like what I was going to say it's one of the things for um me that was like a problem and obviously I've just said like we both talked to our mums and all that like for me that was very like about like event-based things mm-hmm. like oh my god this has just happened to me uh, or I'm doing oh, I'm not sure about this or I've just been whatever like um like whereas uh I never like rung and went oh I'm feeling really like depressed or anxious and I like couldn't really do that um and I couldn't really talk about it at all for a long time uh I think partially because of that idea of like Oh no, I've got this idea of like, you know, when I'm an adult, everything will be figured out and I wouldn't yeah. be a person that gets depressed and anxious. That's not like what you imagine. Part of the story you told yourself yeah. when you were 16. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which, may, which, may, which means when that sort of becomes more to the forefront and it's like impossible to ignore, it's like, for me, it took a while to like come to terms with the fact that that was the thing and that doesn't make me uh, like a failure or a freak or something like that. Um, but I know that like you were like probably one of the first people I spoke to about stuff like that. I think with my mum, I think it's really hard to talk about things with your parents because my mum, they they are of a different generation, and also I would say out of everyone I know, my mum's probably like the most healthy mentally person that I'm, like she doesn't she doesn't understand what 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 I mean when I say or why you know she's mm-hmm. like she's really supportive and wonderful but if I'm like I feel really anxious she's like why and I'm like yeah I don't I, you know what I mean yeah. or she's like oh god Amy you're just overthinking it I'm like yeah well done like yeah that's that's exactly what anxiety is I am overthinking it but sometimes that can be frustrating but she listens and she tries her best but she always wants to solve everything mm-hmm. you know what I mean and yeah and has this idea of like oh you just need to think think on the bright side like that's her kind of thing there's no bright side sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah and I think that sometimes that's really frustrating but other times it's actually a bit what you need I was going to say like, so, I mean? so yeah like it's obviously that's not like the end that's not like the only piece of the puzzle like um, but sometimes that's good to have that perspective as well like because I think part, part of it is like um, not catastrophizing like other people catastrophizing your mental health as well which I was always really worried about if I started talking about oh I've had this thought or I'm feeling like this at the moment I would thought or maybe everyone would just be like oh my god Sam okay well we need to always keep checking on you then and we'll have to like be careful about you know what if you're drinking if you're having this or whatever and, and all this and I thought people would tiptoe around me and be really like 
nervous. <laughs> like they would be like sort of basically having to sort of hold my hand through this difficult time. And I really, really didn't want that. I want like I still wanted to feel like a sort of person that was you know, could have a laugh and yeah. think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, I think there's just a certain way to deal with those situations, isn't there? That, like, when you're worried about your friend, you can help them in ways. It's more helpful to not catastrophize for mm. them, but to be supportive and stuff like that, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And also not minimize though, as well. Like, I think sometimes people say, I know one thing I do loads if I'm upset or anxious is go, oh, no, it's stupid, but, mm. or like, oh, I know it's like, I'll be fine, but, but sometimes it's nice to have someone go, no, like, it's fine that you feel like that. That's actually really shit and difficult. And which is again what therapy did was like, yeah. have this, this woman basically, yeah, going to me, yeah, no, like you're it was also I was pregnant in the pandemic as well mm. so she was like yeah you, you're literally doing like the biggest thing in the world during a global pandemic I think it's alright that you're a bit yeah like, so I remember you <laughs> yeah, you talked to me about your sort of mental health at the time around then and I remember you saying like you having a child but you weren't like you thought is this like a really bad thing to do to bring a child into a world that might not get okay again might just be an absolute chaos mm-hmm. because it felt like that could be the case like when we went to Manchester airport still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah luckily you didn't buy a house in Manchester airport right. like, it's still very much um, but yeah no, it felt like especially when everyone was really excited about well I say excited um, it felt exciting and terrifying and crazy and unprecedented which was the word of that time and I remember like people like texting going, oh my God, like uh, my cousin's friend's sister's uh, brother's fucking like dog's mate uh, (laughs) works in the government. And (laughs) they said that the army are gonna come down uh, on Monday and you're not gonna be able to leave your house, they'll all just shoot you. And like, we're all like, oh, what? They said that, oh my God. Like that was proper at that point, wasn't it? Everyone later on got bored of it and people were just like, oh, I just want to bloody see my dad again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so, such a like, crazily intense it time. Was. And then I, yeah, on top of that to be like, oh, I'm pregnant with like my first yeah. baby and I can't see my mum or like, really see that many health professionals. You know what I mean? Like it, and it, it was just mental and also yeah no one knew when it was going to end if it was going to end what would happen when it ended and there's that was one massive thing like anxiety I remember like my friends all arranging to meet up because you could meet six different households you know like one of those was that outside or inside rules I think it was inside and I I was so anxious about going. Yeah. I didn't go in the end because I was oh, like, yeah, scared. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And like, yeah. yeah, just being scared because when you, when you, especially late stages of pregnancy, like the thought of getting a deadly illness was quite mm. terrifying. Oh, because they didn't know that, like, there was things at the time going like, oh, yeah, if you get COVID and you're pregnant, what will it do? And all yeah, that stuff. yeah. Like, so it was all pretty terrifying. But I think there's also just a thing of like, which is hard to not think about men mental health wise in general of like global warming and mm. the shit government and all of the people that aren't allowed to have abortions anymore yeah. you know like there's all of this stuff going on in the world all the time and it's so difficult to switch off from that and it was even more difficult during the pandemic yeah. whilst you're pregnant yeah. to not go oh I should I 
I felt like, oh God, I should do something to make the world mm. better. Because Everyone got addicted know. to the news, didn't they? And yeah. then slowly people started going, actually, rather than being addicted to the news, I'm actually just going to actively avoid it. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing, I think, at that point. Um, I think when it was like complete scaremongering, yeah. yeah. I think that it was, you have to find a healthy balance between like keeping up to date with things that are happening and doing what, like things that you can do to help within mm. your staying happy thing yeah do you know, like or taking care of your well-being thing yeah yeah like it was i guess like um you're pregnant but at least you were pregnant and you had uh you know like a husband there mm-hmm. as well um yeah. because i think that i mean i would guess anyway that that would just be like invaluable to have like at least someone there that you know despite restrictions they're not going to be like taken away from you brackets yeah. apart from when you were giving birth which they were taken away from you <laughs> <laughs> apart from the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but like I mean that day to day like that must have been really good for you right? yeah and and the fact I've got like a good husband and a nice mm-hmm. husband um, you're trying not to make a joke <laughs> I am I'm trying not to like joking you slag him off yeah like um, we usually do but it's now on record so we can't <laughs> that makes a difference like he was really supportive with what I was going through I know other people with partners who were just like why are you crying you know? <laughs> like, like pregnant women yeah. or like you know <sighs> people that just had babies like I know genuine people's boyfriends who also when you just had a baby your hormones are fucking crazy um, and it's so hard and you're so tired and oh my god it's mental and I know some people with boyfriends who have been like yeah literally like, what are you crying for um, yeah. and I, I couldn't I'd rather be single than with a boyfriend like that or yeah. a husband like that but luckily I've got a good good air. I know in all that time in all that intensity of literally being right on top of each other for the entire time like I only recall one time that I got a phone call from you being like Mitch do you argument now on the walk <laughs> which was um, I don't remember what I was arguing about it was but... so much I remember like we were as, as I was like oh my god like what's happened and it was something so little yeah. it was something like well Steve said that like he wanted this for tea and then like and then and then I made it and he was like oh you've made that of you and then I was like fuck you then and then and then <laughs> He was like, no way, I just whatever. And I think he was a bit grumpy and struggling at the time and whatever. And then basically the result of the phone call and us just sort of you know, well, you just sort of vent it was that you like, I'm gonna go back, I think, and we're probably just gonna like have tea and it'll be fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm, I do remember that now. I remember what storming out the house. And then yeah, as soon as I like said it out loud, I felt, oh my god, this is yeah. But like yeah. it was so hard being on top of each other and stuff and like not getting space and all of that stuff. I I think as well, like, Steve, me and Steve are quite good relationship-wise and parenthood-wise mm. at being like, right, I can tell that you're having a difficult day today. So, like, I'll do this. Yeah. You, if you, like, Steve's thing, don't know if you'll ever have him on the podcast, but he plays video games. Like, yes, his I think we will do that. So sometimes yeah. he'll say to me, like, Amy, tonight, can I just play video games? Yeah. And I'm like, I know that that's his way of going, like, I really need to fucking mm. do something for myself. Well, because that was actually, yeah. I do recall that actually, like, do you remember over lockdown when you guys like, had a lot of pressure on 
And I think it was like Bobby was there, but then there was a few times where like we had this WhatsApp group and like that was a thing that like a few of us were doing to sort of try and like unwind or feel like we're socialising, but it was also affecting your sort of ability to relax because it was like Steve would be up late and you'd maybe hear it and you'd be to sleep or he'd come in and wake you up and then there was, there was sort of like a, a sort of um, disconnect with like how you could both at that point channel yeah that was okay. when I was pregnant that was when I realised that I needed to get to go to the doctors uh, was one of those nights when that was happening because we only had one living room and one TV yeah. so but it like we we understand a lot it was hard at the beginning of lockdown because it's like right all of a sudden I used to work at most evenings like mm. I used to gig like every evening so Steve would like always have that time yeah. to do yeah. either play games or watch things he likes or whatever chill out and all of a sudden I was never out and then he'd mm. be like I think he just was like Amy like can I do this because I never get to do it and I had no idea how much he needed it or mm. how much he even did it you know what I mean like I was like oh right yeah but then I found it difficult because I was struggling to sleep anyway I was really anxious and and complete, that's completely like valid as well and you didn't go about it in a unreasonable way you basically just talked about what you felt at the time and yeah. he did as well and that seems like you can't like underestimate like the importance of like being able to do that yeah I was like oh I'm and I knew that I was being a bit silly about it and a bit you know, and I think it was in... You know what I said earlier about this thing? The ca- the catastrophizing yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was so that because I also made me like... Right, so Steve's playing video games. Right, what am I doing? Right, so... <laughs> if Steve's playing video games now, then what's it going to be like when we have a baby? He's yeah. just gonna, is he just going to sit and play video games? Am I just... Have I just yeah. got myself into one of those relationships where he's just going to play video games and I'm going to be upstairs putting the baby to bed? You know, yeah. like, it all, like just became like a symbol of like like almost like gender roles yeah of like but obviously at that time it was fine because there was no baby to look after yeah, yeah. i could go upstairs and have a bath and go to bed but yeah but then like i was struggling to sleep and he was allowed and all that stuff but we did sort it out and now we have like times when he does it you know what i mean and we, we've like because he used to do it late at night after i'd gone to bed so that I could still chill with him in the evenings. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I started to be like, why don't you do it earlier on and mm. I'll just go upstairs and then you still like, you're not having to stay up all night and it's not loud whilst I'm trying to sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. It's like you both sort of had the right mindset, but it was like, because at that point you hadn't talked about it, it was like misunderstandings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like you say, it's really important to talk about those things though and realise like what's important to the other person and then realise what's important to you. It's hard when you're a mum and a dad because I think it's so different. I found it much, much, much more different difficult to switch off than Steve did when Bobby was like a newborn baby. Steve would be like, oh, I'm just going to like nip for a pint is that all right? And mm. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But it would really annoy me because I didn't feel like I could do that. Like mm. I could, like Steve was like, do you want to go out instead? You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. do you want to go? But I didn't feel physically like I could leave the baby. Mm. I was too, I don't know if anxious is the right word. I think that's part of it, but also just like biologically connected. And I was breastfeeding for a bit. So it's like a lot, 
more difficult to You didn't leave. have postnatal depression. No, I never got so. diagnosed with that. And I think I just it's hard to distinguish sometimes because it was really, really difficult and mm. I definitely was anxious a lot. Yeah. Um and then later on when he was about nine months old, he like regressed sleeping wise. I mean he never slept for like a year anyway. But that's when I was like properly back at work when I talked about having that moment of realising something had to change. And that time I think I was like Yeah. Definitely probably the worst of it. So we what what was the reason you never sort of did anything about it at that point? Did you just feel in control or was it just like you were you just too far in that sort of tunnel that you were just like I think it's hard because of like the stigma of it. And because of, like, when you say postnatal depression, you think of, like, a woman leaving a baby on the church doorstep. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you don't necessarily just think of somebody, like, crying in a mate's garden. Yeah. And so sometimes I felt like I'm not... I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just a bit overwhelmed. It's just a bit difficult. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then also with the anxiety, there's the... Um, CBT I used during pregnancy and the things I learned then really helped me with the anxiety yeah. once I had Bobby and I still had access to like the online support and all so I did access that stuff right right um, so, so that I, online I support is like, like they were just things like um, things for you to read or was it like you could talk to someone online you or? could talk to someone but I didn't I just did the activities each yeah. day and yeah. like made sure that I made time for things like that and so I kind of handled it myself it never got to a point where well I think there were a few points actually where you know maybe thought yeah I should have maybe like spoken to someone more about it but then it's hard. like you've got a baby then it's like but I'm too busy and like yeah because that takes things, so then I'm gonna have to do this and then it's yeah. like but luckily, like I said, by that time, I was kind of good at noticing it and trying to go, right, this isn't working. I think there was a couple of months where it was really bad. And then once I made those changes and like put boundaries in place and started making sure I did things for myself again a bit more than I... Because I was talking to people about it, like other mums and my yeah. mum and my friends. I wasn't like not talking about it all and Steve, obviously. But I just, yeah... I felt like, yeah, it got better as soon as I kind of recognised that maybe I needed to sort myself out or sort out the situation. Yeah, which is good. And I think that's come from a lot of hard work on your part, um, which still it still isn't easy to do. That might not always happen, to be fair. Like, you might not be, like, immune to it now. <laughs> but, like, um, having that initial step into CBT... Um, and being able to sort of recognise early signs of you know bad mental health, I think is yeah very very important. Um, but yeah, I guess like I think that helped me as well. You getting help helped me because then I like asked, I remember asking you questions about like oh well what what did you do then like because for me it just like it seemed like so sort of confusing because I was like yeah like. First of all, I was like, do I deserve this? Like, I'm not like, I haven't just sort of attempted to hang myself or something like, so why would I waste the NHS's time? When I already, in lockdown as well, I was like, I already know that the NHS is so mm-hmm. busy and struggling so much. And it's like, so I'm really just a shitty entitled person if I just like ring and go, hi. And so yeah, I'm just like a bit depressed, anxious and all that. It's like, um, but it was like, I think, 
part of it was like being able to talk to you and being able to sort of see you have that journey with it was like really good for me because then I could like ask you like oh, okay well what how, what did you do and how did you do it and like oh should I do like this then or whatever like with CBT because that was the other thing there's so many different forms of therapy and it's like some people tell you there's a huge waiting list and there can be as well um, but luckily I mean I, with my uh, GP I got through really quickly um, and that was bizarre how was it with your first phone call when you like first because I it was a because you're booking a consultation right and that mm-hmm. would, would have been on the phone and like they were just like yeah so like what's wrong <laughs> yeah it's like so much it's the same as when you go to the doctors about a physical thing and yeah. you know what's wrong and you go oh, I've had a cough for a week and yeah. go, shit go get a jab no but you know it's a lot easier then to go yeah I've broken my toe yeah. and to be like oh sometimes I just kind of cry yeah. in, in the mornings yeah. and it's so yeah what's wrong they ask you like a lot so of hard. obviously they ask you personal questions as well but that's like you've never been asked that so bluntly especially not by <laughs> someone you don't know like she goes and um do you like think about like killing yourself yeah, yeah. and I'm like um well I don't know it, 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 I guess like it depends and it's like sort of a woolly answer and she's like gonna need like a yes and no <laughs> that one I think <laughs> but like they fucking shit themselves if you say if it about suicidal thoughts yeah uh, which is fair yeah uh, but, I mean that's them doing their job for me, yeah, but for me I like for some reason that felt like uh, oh no no it's fine like yeah that's happened but like that's fine right like, like yeah like you know, obviously yeah uh, okay well um you know because you've said that i'm gonna have blah 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 and, and then like they fucking like well that would be why you got in so fast i imagine probably so. yeah but also yeah it is it is a big thing though like i think when it happens to you maybe it's like if you like had a little bit of pain on like the end of your finger yeah and you just kept going, oh, it'll be fine. And then eventually, yeah. like, it's your whole finger. And then yeah. you're like, no, no, I'm not going to waste anyone's time with this. And then it's yeah. your hand, then it's your arm, then it's your chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what it's like with those things. Like, they know, like, you're already at the point where your arm, where it's your arm at that point. <laughs> yeah. So Which if it goes is, any further, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's like, hard, I just thought, like, oh, that's sort of, like, maybe just, like, the intrusive thoughts or overthinking sometimes mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was a point where I was like, no, I'm not in control of this, to be honest. But I was already like pretty much not that in control of it before lockdown, yeah. <laughs> before any pandemic. I remember it was like that Christmas where I was like, oh shit, like I proper felt out of control with it. And I remember talking to you about it and you're like, okay, uh, thank you for telling me about that. Yeah. But like, um, that's quite a lot. So you need to probably do something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And I remember <laughs> I, like, I was like, yeah, I do, yeah. But then I would only sort of like me- <laughs> There was a period of time I was just like messaging you at like 4am when I was absolutely off my head and I'd be like, Amy, I've just been like talking to this random person and like, um, basically like I'm having like all these like thoughts and feelings at the moment, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd like go to sleep uh, when I got home from a night out, wake up to you just basically being like, okay, Sam, you need to uh, speak to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, that was a cycle for a while. And then, yeah, like, um in lockdown and it was like oh shit I've missed the boat now to get help for that but yeah um, I actually got to the point I stopped with the CBT ones because they ask you them questionnaires don't they and I stopped the suicidal thoughts one I just put no uh, just because they would they they would hone in on it if I put yes but (laughs) (laughs) but shut (laughs) up no one's talking about that thing but that's the whole point (laughs) 
Yeah, but I was just like, I, I, I feel like um, I was like, no, no, like it just it crossed my mind like maybe once, but I was like, nah. So I'm like, there's no like, point in putting it on, even though like technically. But it's like. But what you mean is then in the sessions they'd be like, right, tell us about these thoughts, yeah, yeah, what about this they, thought, the thought, the thought, the thought, like, rather yeah. than going like, let's deal with the day to day things. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get you, but you yeah. know, maybe just be honest in those questions. Yeah. Maybe that's not, maybe that is the space to be honest about your mental health. On a mental health questionnaire <laughs> in a therapist's <laughs> Well, did you like have any problems with those thought forms or anything? Or did they're you? weird, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're very. It feels like you. Oh, what score am I aiming for this week? Yeah. Um, they they are hard to judge, and also because I sometimes feel like, like I said before, like my days can be like quite vastly different in how I'm feeling, like or from week to week. So it could be like, oh, this week my questionnaire would pass, but next week like I, it wouldn't yeah. and then I'd be like well I don't know because actually yesterday I felt like that but today I don't feel like I don't want to socialise do you know what mm. I mean And but then I suppose it does say like in the last week or in the yeah, last month yeah, or whatever yeah. but they are it is a weird thing to do yeah but it's helpful and it just lets them know where you're at doesn't it yeah I did sometimes worry like I was like oh, I don't feel like I'm getting better but like I have felt like less, I've been out and I've had a good week, but that's not because of this. Like it's because I've just done, I've been quite productive and whatever. And I was like, do I like, oh no, I don't want to like put a really good score. And then it's like, you're fine, bye. Uh, because yeah. I'm like, oh no, then I feel like lost. But like, th- these are all like, anxious things that like you talk about with that. Um, yeah, parent. exactly. Like, you can just be like, yeah, I've had a good week, but I'm still worried about the fact that I've yeah. got this thing. I had like yeah. real attachment issues. I was like, I don't like the idea that I've got six sessions. <laughs> and she was like, okay, that's fine. We can have, you know, potentially more, but it's, you know, whatever. And like, yeah, the worst therapy I ever had was the uh, private one, actually, which was just set as six sessions because I was like, I was covered in like some insurance plans. On. And like, that was literally like, yeah, this ends after six. And in fact, it ended after five and then he ghosted me. Or died. I don't know. Well, I... That's mad. Yeah. As if you've been ghosted by a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He might be dead. I don't know. I didn't... I like, like, I, what, what signs point to him being dead? Well, just because he didn't ever reply again. Um, I don't think he's dead. Alright. Surely. Oh, fucking hell. He might have done. He was like... He had like... I don't know. He wasn't young. Yeah, but how old was he to just randomly die? <laughs> and surely there'll be somebody... I was going to say... Yeah, surely there'll be a process where they go, okay, who was these clients? Yeah. Yeah, he probably just ghosted me. Yeah. He? What a prick. Mm. You can't have that job if you're going to ghost people. Yeah, I remember telling someone that as a joke. He was like a mental health... Um, what do you call them? First aider. Yeah. At like a place I was working at at the time. I was like, oh yeah, my, my, uh, she was like, yeah, we're here to check everyone's mental health, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was all pretty like surface level anyway, but like... Uh, I just was like, oh yeah, bloody hell, like, I've just been doing therapy, but he ghosted me now. And then I was expecting to go, oh, bloody hell, has he? All right. But she went, oh, that's really bad, that. <laughs> it oh, is. Okay, that's really, like, do you need, like, what? I was like, oh, and I was like, so disarmed, I was like, I'm not ready for this. Oh, season. God. But, yeah. um, that is bad. Funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It'd be good in a script one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. Well, okay. Well, thank you. I guess we better. Um, get out this cold bath cold yeah oh my god yeah there's, there's leaves in it I'm a no, what I know this? what's that <laughs> <laughs> what 
yeah, fuck me, is that? Yeah, me and Amy have been in the bath together before, and uh, last time there was sort of scientifically interesting matter uh, in, in the bath that sort of fell out of one of us and today is no different we are surrounded by smeg but by bits of things Ugh. I don't know what any of that is we, we should get out. Yeah. let's get out well thank you Amy um, no thanks for coming and getting me to have a bath in the middle of the day no problem anytime let's do it again probably not <laughs> do you want me to wash your hair <laughs> So that was the end of episode one. Thank you for getting this far if you have done and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, There will be more coming very soon. Uh, It might not be strictly weekly. Uh, It just depends on how quickly I can uh, nail down the guests to a date. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm looking for a jingle as well or a tune or something like that just to sort of liven up uh, the intros and everything like that so um, for the purposes of this one imagine that there was one and it was really good um, and hopefully there'll be one very soon um, if you've got any guest ideas any sort of content ideas or you just want to get involved or uh, say something about the podcast then that would be great um, so yeah at uh, what's your anchor pod or what's your anchor pod at gmail.com uh, see you again soon thank you